This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Mohamed Salah, Edward Mendy, Thomas Partey, Riyad Maris, Maxwell Cornet, Eric Bailey. What do all these names have in common? They will be all representing their national teams at the African Cup of Nations 2021. And Fabrizio Romano joins me today to discuss what the tournament means for the European clubs. These players will be leaving behind halfway through the season in search of a continental crown. Que golazo, Fabrizio Romano, AFCON 2021 begins right now. Welcome to Kego Lasso. Thank you so much for being part of the family. We're on Twitter, Kego Lasso Pod, youtube.com forward slash Kego Lasso. We are also on CBS Sports and your CBS Sports app. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, etc., please leave a rating and review. We are so close to 6,000 subscribers on YouTube. Keep on coming. Fabrizio, how are you, buddy? How are you, my friend? I'm great. I'm great. Thank you. Football this week. So it's been, it's been amazing. And so... Super happy and ready to discuss with you about this very important topic. Very important because, as you mentioned, football this week, midweek, the Premier League is going through their insane December period, but the race in Serie A is getting tighter and tighter. And as we look ahead, everybody, to January, which is obviously a major month for Fabrizio as well as the transfer window opens, it's also looking ahead to the African Cup of Nations, which begins... January 9th until February 6th. Uh, unbelievable uh, just uh, how quickly everything is going to happen. And Fabrizio, really, this is about the key players that are going to leave major teams uh, through that period and what they're going to be planning on doing in January. So Fabrizio, straight away, how do you, how do you think, uh, you know, w- we can focus on one team if you want, but how do you think these teams are going to be preparing in January as the African Cup of Nations comes in. Yes, I was checking the list about many top clubs because, of course, you mentioned top clubs in Premier League, but also uh, I look here in Italy, in Serie A, the situation is incredible with Napoli and AC Milan because, for example, the Napoli have Victor Osimen, Zambo Anguissa. Osimen is injured, but maybe he will be ready for the Africa Cup. But also Anguissa, Kalidou Koulibaly, who is more than a player for Napoli, but also Gulam and Dunas, many players. As Milan have the world midfield because they have Kessi and Benasser going to the to the Africa Cup. And so it's a big, big problem for, for AC Milan. As you mentioned, Liverpool, of course, with Mo Salah and Sadio Mane, Chelsea with Eduardo D and Ziyech. We have many clubs with problems. I think, first point, um, many clubs are worried because they know that what happened in the past, I still remember, for example, mentioning Italian situations, one time Gervinho left Roma to go with uh, Ivory Coast and then he was coming back and he was not the same player because he was so tired after so many games in a short period and a lot of pressure because we have to remember that Africa Cup means for the players, of course, their pride to, to represent their countries, but at the same time, there is a lot of pressure from the fans. And so it's not an easy competition on technical side, but also on the pressure side. And this is why many clubs also right now are worried on this, on this point to see not just that they're losing players for a few weeks, 
but also how the players will be will come in will come back from this competition. So this is why many clubs are preparing also to do something on a transfer market. Many other of them are relaxed and saying, okay, we are going to miss the players for maybe two or three games and then they will be back. And so we are still confident and we are not creating any problem. So the approach is different club by club, but the reality is that they're going to have a huge problem because when I think of Liverpool or, for example, Chelsea with a goalkeeper and a key player like Ziyech, it's going to be a very complicated month for these clubs. Absolutely. And we're gonna, I'm going to touch on a few clubs that you talked about specifically. I wonder how they're going to maneuver things and even if they can afford to, to be honest, because everybody thinks, well, you know, it's, it's all very well to bring in players, but also like, what does that mean? Is it a, a loan? Is it a loan with an option to buy? You know, and also what kind of player you want to get to replace? I mean, I'm thinking about my own Aston Villa with uh, marvelous Nakamba from Zimbabwe, who's been fantastic for us. You know, he's going to go, which is obviously his right to represent Zimbabwe, but what kind of player would replace them? And, and also what kind of situation would it be permanent or or loan, etc. Let me just uh, say one thing. FIFA, by the way, has stated that, and this is their statement in terms of, because we're talking about players playing in the tournament or whatever. This is also about, like, they leave a little bit earlier before the tournament. Obviously, they have to get ready, right? So players must be released and start travel uh, to their representative team no later than Monday morning, the week preceding the week when the relevant final competition begins. So it's basically all of January, and the very beginning of February, Fabrizio Romano, it's a lot, yes. it's a long time. This is a key point. This is a key point. And this is why many managers are still hoping to change this detail because it's not a detail, as you mentioned. It's very important when the players will leave. For example, Jurgen Klopp a few days ago said, we still don't have the official decision on this point and we still hope to have uh, Sadio Mane and Mo Salah and Naby Kate available for the game with Chelsea because there is a key game between Liverpool and Chelsea at the beginning of January and both clubs hope that their key players could be available and then miss maybe two or three games in the following weeks. But they're still on the point. So on, on this one, they say that they are still waiting to see if they will be able to change the situation for their key players. Let's see because it's the same here in Italy with Napoli. They still hope that Koulibaly will leave in the second week of January and not in the first, but it's not going to be easy. So also because, as you mentioned, the players are happy to represent their country. So they want to go and they want to do their best for the Africa Cup. It's a big opportunity to them. So, you know, it's not an easy balance between clubs, players and national teams. So this is why it's going to be, it's going to be complicated. Talking about the market, uh, you mentioned Aston Villa. And uh, at the moment, I'm told that there is no big movement yet when, with Aston Villa on the market. So maybe they will stay with the same, waiting for the player and then see what happens about the timing. Also because maybe it's in Bauer, not the favorite to win the Africa Cup. And so you can also think on these kind of things. Maybe other clubs... Right. An also, early trip for Marvel. Exactly, right. exactly. For example, Egypt or other countries have a different uh, kind of expectation for this for this cup. And this is why maybe other teams are, are worried, <laughs> we can say. Uh, Liverpool. I want to start with Liverpool because Liverpool fans are asking us every single time what's going to happen as they're losing. You read players. my mind, Fabrizio. Yes. I wanted to start with Liverpool. Obviously, yeah, Mohamed Salah, Keita, Sadio Mane. So go ahead. Talk to me about Liverpool, who are looking yeah. to not just do well in the Premier League, but also, you know, the Champions League as well. Talk to me about them. What's What's the plan? Yes, because they lost Shakiri in the summer and they have not replaced him. Uh, they have Sadio Mane and Mo Salah in the same position, strikers, wingers, and so they're losing both players. But from what I'm told, Liverpool's strategy will be the same they have in every single transfer window. They will sign players 
or one single player only in case they will find the right opportunity. So they don't want to do any loan and just let a player come back to the club in June or sign a player just to sign. It's not in Liverpool style. Their style is we have a project and they will do it if they find the right opportunity. And they always mention from the board Diogo Jota, who is a player that they signed with a very smart strategy at the right moment with right money. So if they find this kind of opportunity, Liverpool will be ready to sign a player in January. If not, they will wait for Mane and Salah. So this is the position of the club. Nothing has been agreed at the moment, but they are on the market only for right players, not just to sign one single player because they need to replace Mane and Salah. So this is the position of, of Liverpool at the moment. For other clubs, it's a bit different because, for example, Chelsea with Edouard Mendy, they will give the chance to, to Kepa to play. So it's, it's a different situation. Ziyech is a jolly for, for Chelsea team. He's not always a starter, and so they can wait for him. So I don't see Chelsea signing a player just to replace Ziyech. In Italy, it's a bit different. Yeah, and Italy is different. Before we go to Italy, Fabrizio, I do want to touch on Arsenal because Arsenal are losing Thomas Partey, Ghana, Mohamed El Nani. Okay, he's not necessarily a starting 11 player, but he is a squad player. Egypt, uh, Aubameyang for Gabon, which is uh, big, and Nicolas Pepe for the Ivory Coast. So do Arsenal have specific plans for January? The plan of Arsenal, from what I'm told, is nothing big is going to happen. Nothing big. This is what I'm told. Uh, the plan for Arsenal is they want a striker, an important striker. It's going to be January. It's going to be summer. They still don't know because, for example, they were interested in Dujan Vlaovic, but the player is not open, not open to do this deal to 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 join to join Arsenal. So this is why mm. it's not going to be easy. But they're not going to sign a player just to replace them. They're going to sign a player, Aubameyang and, and Pepe. They're going to sign a player in a packing position to have the new striker of Arsenal for many many years. So they are saving money for this since last summer, and this is why. I don't expect the situation to change in January, only if they will find the right player also for the future and not just for six months. So this is Arsenal's plan. Talking about midfielders, they're happy with the many midfielders they have. So I don't expect Arsenal to sign a top midfielder in January. Uh, in summer, yes. So I can already tell you that in June or in July, we will be talking about Arsenal signing a new midfielder because I see Elneny leaving the club. Now he will leave for the national team, but in June he will leave. Arsenal on a permanent move, and this is why they will go for a midfielder. But they are thinking of summer more than January. So January will be about opportunities for us. Okay, great. So, you know, just to be, we're going to go to Serie A for a second because I do want to touch on Napoli, who are basically, you know, when you when you look at the standings, they as, as we take, they lead Serie A. So to then to keep that squad uh, is, is massive. We'll get to that in a second, but I just wanted to review everything. And if there was anything that you wanted to add, from the Premier League because Avila uh, Trezeguet, who's getting better, he might not even feature for Egypt as he's still recuperating. Triore as well in the Kamba, but Brentford also have some players as well, three of them going. Brighton, Yves Bissouma as well, uh, yes. from ba Mali as well. Chelsea, you mentioned Mendy and Zia. Crystal Palace, by the way. Kuyate, Schlub, Jordan Ayu, Saha. Is there anywhere, anywhere else in the Premier League that you think might be doing some action? in January uh, due to the Africa Cup of Nations. I will keep an eye on Crystal Palace, the last one you mentioned, because, okay, they are losing key players, and so maybe for them, they already planned last summer to do something in January, and so Crystal Palace, between the ones you mentioned, could be the, the most interesting one in, in January also, because Vieira wants some new new player, and so this is why I expect maybe new Crystal Palace to do, to do something. Yes. All right, so let's move to Italy. Let's go to Serie A. You talked about yes. Napoli. Let's focus on Napoli. They're leading the group right now, 36 points in Serie A, one point above. Milan, Inter have 34. Atalanta have 31. It's a tight race. And so January is going to be key. 
Do you expect much action from Napoli? You mentioned Koulibaly. He's more than just a center back. He's an absolute leader and a force in that dressing room as well. Osimhen, of course, uh, is dealing with a fracture injury, so we would we don't even know if he's going to go. But is Napoli going to be doing any action in, in January? For Napoli side, they have a very clear style. If you look at the history of Napoli in the last five or six years, they are almost never signing players in January. Never. They mm-hmm. don't like to sign players in January. But in this case, they are losing many and many players. So from what I'm told, it depends by Victor Oziman injury because the injury of Oziman is not a muscle injury. It's a very particular one. So they need to check week by week how is the situation, how he's feeling, is a problem into his high. So this is why they're going to take some tests every single month to see how Victor Oziman is reacting. If the injury of Oziman, as they said, because in the official statement, they said at least three months, if it's going to be really three months and so 90 days, they will do something for a new attacking player, maybe on loan with an opportunity. But if it's going to be less than this, and this is what they hope, maybe with Victor Zeman not leaving for the Africa Cup, but coming back like at the end of January for Napoli, they will stay with the current team also because they have Dries Mertens, who is doing great. Uh, so at the moment, the situation is still mm, quiet around Napoli, we can say. I will keep an eye on centre-backs because they have a problem. Koulibaly is now injured. Yesterday night, he had an injury with, with Sassuolo. He was leaving the pitch and Napoli conceded the goal in the few, last few minutes because of Koulibaly leaving the pitch mm. with Juan Jesus coming on and he's not at the same level. So maybe a centre-back could be an opportunity for, for Napoli. This is what I would keep an eye on. Also because Manolas is never playing. He was a key signing two, year, two years ago, but then injuries and problems and he's never playing for Napoli. So this is why they would look for a, for a potential centre-back. Uh, that's a very, very good point about the centre-back search. Uh, we've talked Serie A, we've talked the Premier League. Obviously, there's other clubs, but the other thing I was thinking, Fabrizio, is the fact that once, you know, well, first of all, we also have to think about COVID, right? And the fact that, you know, Africa as a continent is still dealing, uh, struggling w- with the pandemic, of course. Uh, Cameroon is hosting the tournament, so there's also that extra worry. Are clubs extra vigilant of this situation as well? Because not only... Is it taking over most of January and the beginning of February? But the Champions League knockout stages also returns in February as well. So it's a combusted, uh, packed schedule. But is the fact that, you know, uh, Africa and they're, you know, continuing to try and deal with, obviously, this is a global thing and everybody should be trying to help each other from a global perspective. But it is being hosted in Cameroon and that should be a major uh, thing to think about, just like it was with South America and international qualifiers. Yes, this is something that the clubs can't control, of course, because it's up to the national teams stuff. And so this is why they, they are trying uh, to, to push also on this side. Your point is very good also because, for example, I wanted to mention Paris Saint-Germain with Ashraf Hakimi. He's a key player yeah. for Paris Saint-Germain and they know how important he will be in the Champions League. And we know that Paris Saint-Germain this season, they want to win the Champions League. Yes or yes. So as they say in Spain, so COC. And so this is why they, they have to do it. And they are trying to push also with Morocco national team to keep an eye on Akimi's situation for COVID, speaking with the player and telling him to be super careful in everything he's going to do in these months or weeks with, with the Morocco national team because for them it's so important to have Akimi available in the second or third week of February for the, for the Champions League clash. So this is why COVID is going to be a topic too and it's going to be super important for top clubs, as we mentioned, Liverpool, Chelsea, but also for Paris Saint-Germain, for Akimi and for many others for who's playing Champions League is very, very important point. Well, just like in Game of Thrones, and it was said, winter is coming and every club in Europe is really worried of the things that are going to happen, not just obviously in the December busy period, but also January, the Africa Cup of Nations, which begins at the beginning 
of January all the way into February. Before we say goodbye to Fabrizio Romano, anything that you're keeping your eye on this, uh, the end of this week as we look ahead to so much more, including, you know, the Premier League, Serie A, La Liga as well this weekend and Champions League, the final group stage matches of, of for next week as well. Anything that you're keeping your eye on, Fabrizio Romano? Yes, I want to mention a winger that is Jonathan Iconé from Lille. That is a player is very interesting. He was in the list of Borussia Dortmund last summer, 2020, when they were negotiating for a potential replacement for Jadon Sancho, who was seeming close to join Man United. And then it was taking a few months to see him joining, joining Man United. Iconé has always been in the Borussia Dortmund list, also some Premier League clubs, but now he's really close to join Fiorentina. In Serie A, they made a proposal for 15 million euro a few days ago. The proposal is set to be um, agreed with, with, with Lille. So the, the agreement is really, really close. And so it could be one of the early signings of, of January because they have everything in place. Also, the player accepted. So it seems just a matter of time to see Kone for Fiorentina. I will keep an eye on what happens with AC Milan because they had the injury of Simon Kier and it's a serious injury. So it's going to take a few months to see him back. And so I think in January they will go for a centre-back. So we mentioned centre-backs for many clubs, for, for Napoli, but also AC Milan will be on this point. So I think generally transfer market as always will be about the opportunities, not about the big names, but we will have many ideas and chances of opportunities on the market. So we will be here to discuss together as always. Fabrizio Romano, always on it, always on it. Are you ex- are you getting excited for Christmas at least, Fabrizio? I mean, it's always busy. For- <laughs> it's a good time, no, right? No, no, no. For me, it's fantastic. Also because I'm back with my family. So I'm, I'm waiting, I'm waiting. 20 days and we do it, then we jump on the transfer market. It's going to be great. Hey, send me some Panetton, uh, okay? I because <laughs> I try and get it from Peru as well, but, you know. We'll, we'll... <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> Maybe it's easier. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Fabrizio Romano, make sure that you follow him on Twitter, Fabrizio Romano as well on Instagram. You can read his content on CBS Sports and watch him on HQ as well. And, of course, part of our family here on Kegolasso. Fab, thank you so much, my friend. Thank you. Thank you, my friend. See you soon here on Kegolasso. Ciao. Thank you, everybody. Make sure to follow us on Twitter, Kegolasso Pod, youtube.com forward slash Kegolasso, CBS Sports, your CBS Sports app, Apple Podcast, Spotify, and so much more. Have a great, great rest of your week. We'll see you next time. Should you ever set foot outside of the motel, you will be shot. Don't miss the new Showtime limited series based on the international bestseller. For the last four years, I've been a prisoner. Why are they keeping you here? Starring Emmy Award winner Ewan McGregor. This is the brave new world that you dreamt of. Be very careful. You are still a prisoner here. Everything in this new world comes at cost. This is still my country. A Gentleman in Moscow, now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Only with the Paramount Plus with Showtime plan.